Big thanks to our microbrew sponsor, uh, Paul Armstrong, and he gave us a little bit extra money because he's super fancy. Thank Ooh. you. And then uh, our yard beer goes to our old friend, Joel, Joel Gerhold. Yay! Yay! So, and, uh, you know, hey, if you like what we do, why not support the show with a few dollars via tugboats? Visit tugboatyards.com slash the shakes to find out how. So you like these beer cans, Joy? Yes. These very I, cool. I, I decided today that the beer I was going to get would be in honor of the two of you. This is a brunette nut brown ale from the Nebraska Brewing Company. There you go. Awesome. So, there you go. There you go. Uh, Jeremy cool. was holding on to that little gem. Yeah. Nebraska Brewing Nebraska Company. Nebraska Brewing Company. You I know, bought it because it was a badass can. I did the first. Cool I did. Uh, we helped launch um, the first beer that the Nebraska Brewing Company did. <clears throat> and I can't even think of what it's called. Where is the Nebraska Brewing Company? Piper's Red Ginger. No, <laughs> it's, um, it's in. I don't um, know. It's out. La Vista. Okay. La Vista. La Vista, Sounds Nebraska. Right. Okay. Hmm. There That's you go. Cool. We've got a guest this week. Isn't that good? Yeah. yeah. Guys, I want to introduce Chris Cash Dollar, who is, let's see, you're what? The, you're a VP of something now, aren't you? I don't know how that happens. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm VP of design. VP for, of design. There you go. At Happy yeah. Cog, the most famous web design company in the world. Ever. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we we don't have to say anything past that. Yep, pretty much. Uh, Drop the mic. We're pretty done. Much. Yep, um, all done. That's just way too much of a setup. I don't know how to follow that up. <laughs> well, there you go. Now, now you just ha- now you just have to be super brilliant, like for the rest, you know, of of the time here. So yeah, I, we're not yeah. going to say anything from now on. Just go. Okay. Just well, go cash dollars. So excellent. it's nice to meet you. You too, Joy. <laughs> I'll I'd like your last name. I'll take it. Thanks. You can borrow it. I ran it off. I parties. think Joy just proposed to you. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. really thinking about borrowing. Wait a second. Okay. Let's see if we can make this official right now. Yeah, yeah. you know, that's that's hey. All right. Very Life, good. Life's exciting. Yeah. It doesn't really sound like a yes. It's fine. Well, you know, he's got to get to know you first. Yeah. Give, give him. You got to. You got to say. <laughs> you got to say like sixty words this time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm new to this dating game, so yeah. you gotta give me give him give, give him thirty minutes and then oh, ask yeah. him again. Okay. But we have this in common. I am also divorced with a child. Oh wow! There you well, go. Then, we um, can talk about it. Congrats I'll to chapter right two, there. whatever that is. Except you're holding back a little. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. All right. Sorry. All right. I'll be right there with your address. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, it's a tiny beer. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah he always drinks I can only drink three of these. Huh. Yeah. Don't ask him why. Don't <laughs> don't don't, don't like, ask him why. Don't <laughs> ask me why. So, what's going on in your world, Chris? Um, life keeps you busy. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess uh, that's the the first thing I would say. Um, I don't know. Um, you don't get to hit reset on your life very often. So I think the, the divorce thing was kind of interesting, but also this VP of design role has been a little bit daunting uh, in the first year, a whole night down. So that uh, to me has kept me very busy, especially, you know, being a parent and, and traveling a lot too. So um, that right there, um, I feel like I'm uh, kind of a teenager again, trying to uh, figure out how to kind of venture into like some sort of new adulthood that I haven't really kind of uh, come around to yet. Yeah. 
Kind of well, exciting, though. Yeah. Right? I, I can't complain. No. I mean, it's, yeah. it's definitely interesting. Um, and the, the great thing about Happy Cog is that um, for some reason they keep shipping me on planes and I get to see all parts of the country and meet all sorts of awesome people. And so that's, you know, will endlessly be uh, exciting and part of, part of my life that, that I really enjoy. Uh, you know, you don't, you don't get a lot of chances to, you know, kind of see and meet so many great people on somebody else's dime and uh, still get to do great work, you know? Uh, and so that's something I'll always be very grateful for. That's one part that I kind of miss a little bit going and going and meeting people. In other I places. always wanted, uh, Barkley to go after like the motion picture association, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as a client. So I could like go out and meet great directors on somebody else's dime. <laughs> well, see, but you wouldn't, you would just go meet lawyers. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that would that wouldn't have been that fun. Yeah, maybe uh, the Directors Guild Association is a client or maybe, something. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe. So where have you been going, Chris? Ah, um, yeah, well, I, it's the, <laughs> you just love saying that. Don't you? I do. I can't Chris, believe that's a real thing. Um, yeah, it's they, they send me into places, to places. Um, yeah. Florida a couple times recently, which has been a uh, godsend with this winter we've had up here in the Northeast. So can't complain about that. Um, we have some clients in Kentucky and I'd love to go visit my um, comrades in Austin, of course. Oh, yeah. And just yeah. can't get enough that town. I love, I love that place. Austin. Yeah. Love I, I, I missed you. Uh, I missed you there in, in <laughs> March. So, I know. you know, I saw Hoy and good, Brett and good. Harned and all those guys, but yeah, missed you that, but uh, so, so this, this whole VP of it, you know, you say it's daunting. Um, mm-hmm. So as VP now, you know, cause you've been, on the planes, you've been going and you've been meeting clients mm-hmm. and doing things for quite a while now for Happy Cog. Yeah. Yes. How how does tacking on those two letters kind of change your outset and your mind? Well, not your outset, your mindset for uh, you know how you deal with things. Does it at all? I mean, but you say it's daunting, so I'm guessing a little bit. It definitely has. Um, you you know I don't know about you, but most of us came into this industry as doers, creators, and to make that pretty holistic shift from somebody that can sit down and, you know, create something and feel like you can walk away and be like, ah, I did a good job on that, you know, to completely remove yourself from that and be somebody that has to communicate value through their words and how they mentor people and how they um, direct and kind of get the best out of their staff. It's, it's a little bit more um, nebulous to kind of basically walk away from the end of the day and be like, did I provide any value you know did, did i actually do anything good yeah <laughs> and how, how how are you doing in that transition from doer to kind of inspire mentor it's it's a it's a daily battle you know you want to kind of get nebulous you or you want to kind of get you know granular but you have to kind of uh, remember that you're you hire good people you work with really good talented folks that you know you want to trust and you want to make sure that they yeah. know that you trust them and you know they can you know do the job without you kind of you know being that hovering art director. So um, I, I want to find like the small battles and, and feel, feel like uh, I can find joy in, in the kind of uh, right things here. that I can do to, yeah. <laughs> Joy's right there. Sorry. Joy's right Sorry. there. Hi, Joy. Hi, Joy. How are you? Are you doing okay? How's Sorry. your drink? Do you need a refill? Joy Cash Dollar. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have Joy Cash Dollar. It's okay. I, you know what? It, at the end of the day, I think um, I want I want my designers to do the best job they can. So I want to try to make their job easier. So I think that's kind of if I if I know that I've helped them, you know, kind of smooth out some speed bumps or something, you know, kind of um, fast track something they needed to get information on or feedback on. 
And I, you know, I think I'm, I'm getting there. I'm coming around to that being kind of a, a successful way to kind of gauge my day. Yeah. And mentorship. I mean, you you've said that and, and I, I think that's kind of an important part of it. It's, you know, it's more than just, this is good. This is bad. This, this will be, mm-hmm. this, this will do the job nicely. You know, it, it is helping, helping people to grow, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so, so what as you know, are there other aspects of that that have changed or, or, you know, do you feel that that's kind of still, you know, par for the course of what you've done over the past couple of years? Well, I don't know about you guys, but you know, I don't think any one of us comes into any sort of management role with like, all right, I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, you know, so you have to kind of trust your instincts. You have to say, okay, well, if I was in their shoes, what yeah. would I do? Right. Yeah. You know, what would my steps be? What were the, the things I would ask myself in order to attempt to solve that problem? So what I try to do is I try to think about it through that lens and, and make sure that I'm not kind of being overbearing when I have to be in a, that kind of scenario where I'm providing mentorship, but, you know, just trying to coax them into thinking the way that you might be thinking about uh, how you'd solve a problem and, and let them kind of come to that conclusion themselves. It's tough. I, I, I don't think any day goes by that I feel like I've just nailed it or haven't found an opportunity to get better about it. Yeah. Is that the curse of this? I don't know. A I'm little, really a little bit. I mean, well, see, you could go one of two ways with it. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, we don't know each other super well, but we've hung out a few times, you know, and I know you well mm-hmm. enough to, to say you're definitely don't come across as one of those, you know, kind of my way or the highway kind of guys, right. which, huh. which that's cool. one way you could go. And that's not a good way because that doesn't help everybody. Well, you know, so, either. so, you know, I think, I think that's good. And I, well, I, it's, it's the same. There's a lot of par- parallels to, to that mm-hmm. and being a parent. You know, uh, I mean, do you true. nail that? No. You, you, I mean, you're oh, always God. trying to figure it out. I'm a so. much better creative director than I am a parent. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. Better. Well, okay. Here you go, Chris. I mean, you know, yeah. Pat has, has had has had VP in his title for, for, okay. for a long time. What kind of what mm-hmm. kind of advice do you have for, for Chris? Well, I as, just as as a, as a VP kind of guy. Yeah. When you when you said, is there any difference with the two letters? It's like not now. No. Yeah. I mean. You know, but it, it, it depends. I mean, if there are, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how big your company is. If you're one of 15 VPs, then it's not that big of a deal. If you're one of two or three, then it's a much bigger deal. And I was one mm-hmm. of a, a pool of VPs. So it wasn't, it wasn't anything huge. It wasn't anything, you know, that, that weighed on me. It's like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a VP now. It was, um, it was just to me, I, I just saw it as an opportunity to, you know, be, be closer to the table and, 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 and I like that. And, and, you know, to, to your point, which I think makes really good creative directors is an incredible level of self-awareness and aware of the situation when you weren't a creative director and you, when you Mm -hmm. weren't a VP and, you know, I always tell, you know, my, my son, my 16 year old has to deal with all sorts of crappy teachers and stuff. And, and I always tell him, I'm like, dude, I learned more from bad creative directors than I did from good ones. And because I will say for every good creative director I had, I had 10 bad creative directors. So the advice is to be bad so you can teach more. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But you at least teach people what not to do in the future. But it's like, you know, I've been, I've been removed from, you know, from being a doer for, you know, probably over 10 years now, but I haven't forgotten. 
what it felt like, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, I avoid situations where I'm, you know, competing with creatives and, and I'm taking it away from them. And I'm, you know, it's taught me patience to, it's like, okay, you're not nailing it, but I'm going to be patient so you can nail it. And to know that, okay, that's not what I had in my head. That's something different, but that doesn't mean that it's not good. Yeah. It sometimes means it's better, you know? That is true. Excellent. I have a very, very true. question. Okay. Oh, yes. Unless, a question. Mr. No. Cash Dollar, you wanted to talk. No, Joy, you didn't? Please. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. All you. <laughs> um, do you, okay, so are the people that you now are kind of overseeing, for lack of a better word, um, mm-hmm. are these people that used to be your peers, your equals? Do you find a hard time, like, uh, we're friends, but I'm also your uh, creative director, your boss, because I do. And I wonder if that's just a girl mm-hmm. thing or if you guys find yourself having to deal with that too. Just um, making sure you don't that I, they know the line and you know the line. Yeah. And I I'm I'm incredibly lucky. I work with a lot of folks that I think um, are conscientious and and aren't trying to kind of push my buttons and or upset the balance that we have in place. It, my team, I think there's eleven of us total in, in the design uh, side. So, but most of us are um, roughly peer esque in terms of age and experience. So. Um, but then there's a, about half of us that are, you know, kind of younger on the younger side. And, uh, I think, um, not to avoid the question, Joy, but it's what I think is interesting nowadays for me is that there's a large majority of the folks who work under me that don't know me as a designer, yeah. only know me as And that's a, a huge, boss. that's a huge, mm-hmm. huge benefit. Yeah. Because, so I, yeah, I'm sorry, it's, go ahead. It's a, it's a little weird though, because I... As as somebody that's kind of new to the um, upper management role, I've been a creative director for many years, but I have also been kind of like a working creative director, which is, yeah, you know, it's a it's a little bit of a cheat, right? Um, you're kind of you know peers to to your folks, but you also have to um, kind of make some decisions. But anyways, the the thing that that kind of puts me in in a strange place now is just you know the fact that. Um, I prided myself in my design work for so long that I'm having to kind of craft a new identity. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And so I think that to me is is, is kind of the strangest aspect of all of this. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, let's see, you were saying you got, what, the VP about, what, a year ago, you say? Yeah, Okay, correct. so, so you, that, guys have, mm-hmm. you guys have grown quite a bit in the past year. We have. Yeah. Um, it's been so, purposeful. Yeah, yeah. so so it, that way you do have a lot of people that just don't know, yeah, don't know, don't know you as that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a tough row, and you're probably I don't know, but um, you know, at Barclay, I you know, I mean, I started out at Barclay as a junior writer, and mm-hmm. then ended as an executive creative director. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, I grew up talk about climbing the ladder. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I grew up uh, <clears throat> a lot at Barclay, and so that was that was a tough that was a tough thing. You know, yeah. it's like when mm-hmm. you go from we're equal to now I'm your boss yeah, yep. and it takes, it does. It's, it's, it's a tough thing. You know, you want to be sensitive about it. It also takes a certain level of, you know, we're, we're not the same anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you have right. to, um, but you know, I, I still, I still personally have a problem when somebody goes, Oh, he's my boss. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I just cringe with that. I'm yeah. like, Oh God, yeah. you know, but Prefer superior. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. I'm, yeah. I'm your superior. That's you the are best, my subordinate. That's, that's subordinate. the best line uh, um, mm. 
uh, if you guys have ever seen Shock to the System with Michael Caine, where uh-huh. he he climbs the ladder by killing people off. Oh yeah, and uh, um, hmm. they're they're like uh, uh, he's killed off his boss, and he says. Uh, the cop says he was your superior, and he corrects him. He says, "No, he was my boss," yeah. <laughs> which I loved. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I'm really happy that I'm still very much like a working creative director. Yeah, you know, I mean, we've got Good. three in in the in the design group, and so yeah, I mean, I still very much have to have to pull my weight, and I'm you know, still doing every day, mm-hmm. and so you know, I I, I feel happy and lucky that I'm still able to do that. So that's good. That's kind of, do you find it hard to balance? Sorry, Joy. Nope. You go. Oh, but Jeremy, it, it, I wonder, you know, as somebody that, you know, has a family and mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, interests that keep you outside of, uh, keep you busy outside of work. Do you have, um, any insight in how you balance better? Uh, no, I'm terrible at it. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm terrible at it. I'm terrible at it at work. I'm terrible at it at home. Well, I won't say I'm terrible at it at home. I, I, I do really, really, really try to, to, to leave it all at, you know, at work or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, my, my, my biggest problem uh, being a, a working creative director is that I spend too much time at my desk working and doing, uh, you mm-hmm. know, and I mean, and, and with, a, with a group of three, you know, obviously we have really never have a down moment, but yet I still need to take that time to, you know, walk the room. Hey, how you doing? Is everything good? Can right. I help you with something? Is there something you'd like to show? You know, and that's the that's the thing that I have to really, really work hard to even remember to do. Yeah, because I'm too wrapped up in my own thing. Yeah, and so you know that's tough for me. And so I, you know, I have a hard time balancing that. Um, as far as as far as everything else, I mean, you know, uh, I have no idea how I do it. I really have no idea. <laughs> Chris, Chris, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? Um, thirty-eight. Okay. Well, eh. yeah. So we're we're, we're, yeah. all, we're yeah. on the. We're I mean, on that's that's yeah. uh, right. uh, uh, some of that stuff. And I'm I'm not much older, so I'm not going to play. Okay. I'm not going to play that card. But it does. I you know, and um, my work life balance in my mid thirties versus, and even even into my late thirties versus my work life balance at. I think I'm, I think I'm forty-two. Maybe yeah, I'm 41, so you're 42. <laughs> 42. Uh, I always love to forget my age. Um, um, there, there's a huge difference, yeah. you know, and okay. it just it it comes in in time, and it's not like I would never ever say that um, I care less. Um, that there's some things you just you just put stuff more into perspective, and you just say I'm just not going to, um, I'm I'm just not gonna. I'm just not going to fret over. Well, that yeah, shit. you you know <laughs> what fretting about X is going yes. to get you. Yeah, yeah and you know yeah. that the answer to that is nothing. Yeah. And so, yeah. and so, where's a better where's a better use of that energy? Yeah, yeah. So, and and you know, my my life is is different. Where you know, it's like I work from you know eight to five. Sometimes I have work to do. You know, after the kids go to bed. So mm-hmm. you know nine to 11 or something. But it's like when I'm done at five, I am freaking spent. <laughs> I mean, I am, mm-hmm. I am spent. It's like, I need to go home. I need to regroup. I need to be strong again the next day. And, and that's, that's kind of new territory for me where mm-hmm. I just feel like I have, I have been a cheerleader for, you know, 
eight hours and I like I need to like regroup and the, the and spent laziness is a yes. is a new territory. For yeah, you? yeah, okay. yeah, okay. yeah. Um, gotcha. But you know, it's like even to the I say point, laziness. I'm I, I, you I, son I don't, of a I don't bitch. You son of a bitch. But it's That's like a good concept though. I like yeah. That. Even <laughs> even to the point where it's like I get home and my ten year old she's always like, "What did you do at work today, Daddy?" I'm like, "I had stuff. I did things. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's all. I'm mm-hmm. not going to get into specifics of it, but I I did I did things. But yeah. as an undiagnosed ADHD, um, the not doing I'm perfectly happy with. I love the mm-hmm. going in and out of things and playing in that area for a little bit and then getting out and waiting for somebody to, to, to solve it. And then I'm perfectly, perfectly happy with that. Yeah. How, how many kids, how many kids do you have, Chris? One, two, two? I have one. one. She's, she just turned seven. Okay. Okay. Nice. Oh my gosh. I have a daughter who just turned seven. Uh Oh, <sighs> Mr. The, the and Mrs. Cash <laughs> dollar and their two daughters that just turned seven. <laughs> Okay, well that's that's good because I, I have a six year old son and so Excellent. and so my question was was going to be so like Mister and Mrs. Are you and Mr. are you getting the, the whole the whole, the whole you know what 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 do you what is it that you do kind of questions um kind of not a little bit you know um, yeah I mean a little bit yeah. but not anything to yeah. I'm lucky. My my daughter has one passion in life, and that's to draw dragons. Oh, nice. wow. Awesome. You are lucky. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So, Dark. although that yeah. that kind of conflicts with, you know, the, the need to, like, do homework. Right. Yeah. Um, right. So, but otherwise, you know, she's uh, she either wants to be a geologist or a designer, which oh, I'm like, yeah, cool. let's go for the geologist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. so far, so far, my son wants to be a zookeeper, but yet he's always completely. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, oh, dude, this Loves kid, animals. this kid is he's he's our little Jack Hanna man. It's it's crazy, nice. and so but uh, but yet all at the same at the same time. I mean, we're constantly drawing, and he helps me with video projects and songs, and you know, and so yeah. he's he's always kind of in the periphery of, of this world and good, you know, but it's, yeah, you know, and, and he knows, he knows that, that dad just does something with the internet and that, <laughs> and that, and that he has a show and it's, that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> so, nice. yeah. that's, that's good enough. Yeah. That's the, that's, you know, that's the, that's the question with kids. It's like, because, you know, my daughter at 10, man, she wants to be a chef. She wants to be a doctor. She could be a design engineer. Um, she creates, paper sandals for everybody to wear. I mean, she is just so creative and it's like, when do you start to, and, and the question is, is, do you ever try and hone it? I mean, you know, because it's like what I've always loved about advertising, yeah, knowing that you know how to hone a, a yeah. creative process. Yeah. Well, and, 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 you know, it's what I've always loved about advertising is all the shit that I loved as a kid, animation, comic books, mm-hmm. design, you know, uh, Japanese design. I mean, all of the things that I loved come to life in my day-to-day world, you know? So it's like all of those things. So I never really abandoned any of them. I just, you know, I have a deep appreciation, you know, so I, you know, I don't know. It's a, maybe a debate topic for well, another time. Well, yeah, well, I, well kind of like kind of like with you, Chris. You you've got uh, you know, she's drawing dragons and you go mm-hmm. that's a good dragon. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you know what would be really good? Let me <laughs> let me show you how to do a little bit of pin hatching. 
you know, and yeah. you should, and, and, and then all of a sudden now you've, now you've got a, a seven year old that knows how to start adding shading to stuff. And he, yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's, you know, it's kind of cool. Or you could show her how to make yeah. it out of Play-Doh and get into 3D modeling. There you go. Very true. Very That's true. a nice, That's a good I idea, mean, George. Are you saying that you need a 3D Play-Date, modeler George? at work? I need a lot of things. Oh, okay. <laughs> or you could say that's a nice start of a dragon. Now go create yeah. me ten more. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, give me a red one, a blue Act one. Act like a real VP. One, yeah, one that blows ice. Instead this is of a fire. nice start, hun. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> awesome. Hey, can I have more questions? Yeah, you can have more questions. Great. So under more things here, Chris Cash Dollar, I would that's only true. always ever call you by both names. <laughs> it's totally fine. I don't is. I assume it's ramen, ramen, ramen. Could be Raymond, Raymond, Raymond. What is that? No, pretty sure it's ramen. Ramen, ramen, totally ramen. ramen. I'm the noodles obsessed. Yeah. Oh, it's not good for you, but it tastes good. Uh, I know. Well, but hold no, on. No, now there's there's not. like ramen and there's, there's ramen. So you know it could be either one. Oh really? Let's, ramen oh, has like a, him, an upgrade, or it does. Okay. Oh, you know, shit. Let, let him right. let him let him elaborate. I apologize. Chris he wrote Kinshaler. it. Oh no, it's he totally wrote okay. it. Like we're not we're not talking about the you know the the freeze dried stuff you buy in oh. bulk that you su- sustained off. I didn't of know in there college. was something else. Okay. Yeah, there's there's kind of like a ramen renaissance, maybe mm-hmm. you might say, going on culinarily. Wow. In cities all over the world. Um, so in the travels I do get to do, one of the goals is to, when I can, try to see if there's a local ramen shop. Well, what is it and then? If it's yeah, not, what, yeah. Is it still salty oh. and So edu- educate us because mm-hmm. all, okay, yeah, so all I know is the 5,000 milligrams of sodium ramen. <laughs> I'm not saying that isn't still the case. Yeah. <laughs> but essentially, you know, there's a, a lot of uh, ramen-specific joints, you know, Japanese-inspired ramen oh, places um, that are popping up all over, all over the country, as far as I can tell. And um, the cool thing about ramen is if you... Um, you trace it back to Japan, you see that it's very regional, much like, you know, barbecue is in, in the U.S. So every kind of um, city or region of Japan has their own kind of take on it. So when it kind of migrates its way here to the U.S., uh, it gets that same kind of treatment. So the chefs are either respecting a very certain kind of uh, technique or a certain kind of method that it's made based on whatever region they're kind of drawing their inspiration from, or they're adding their own kind of certain flair to it. Um, so it gets kind of creative and it gets kind of fun and my gosh, it's mighty tasty too, especially in the winter time. Is it, a, do they do it as a soup or do they strain it? Cause I'm going to tell you, I always strain it. Oh, well, you know what, when I would eat it, uh, old school style like that, I would strain it too, mm-hmm. but this is very much, um, soup and it's very, very good soup. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're making, you know, ramen broth out of a lot of different things. So you can get one that's, um, uh, soy sauce based one that's a miso based um there's often you know kind of pork chicken whatever um kind of in, tofu? in the mix oh uh, no no tofu, to yet. To- no tofu yet tofu. i don't know i don't think they're gonna make that a uh, tasty tasty broth out of tofu um but but you could, would, you, you, know, get, you could get you could get tofu soaking in that broth. <laughs> you could, but tofu. you're not gonna be all, Are you gonna make good broth out of tofu? I'm not sure. No, I don't know if you could make broth. broth and based pa- tofu. The, my favorite part of the ramen, and, and this is um, what really makes it good, is there's often like a big slab of like pork belly or pork oh, roll in it too. Nice. Oh, see, so, so this yeah, this yeah. is hard exploding ramen. <laughs> I'm I'm getting at it. 
pork uh, belly, probably sodium through yeah. the roof. Oh, God, you're lucky to be alive, Chris. Well, Cash. and see, and, and I, obviously I, I, we're not talking run. about the ramen packets. I mean, they're making some, you know, some. But hand, they're the noodles like that, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. These are usually okay. handmade noodles yeah. um, and all fresh ingredients. You know, we're and still we're talking about like kind of you know um, high quality ingredients. You know. Um, Micro batches, you know, these are small shops usually turning over a lot of product. Um, in fact, there's, I contemplated getting it for dinner tonight before I got on, oh, on man. the air with you guys. You uh, could have been eating right ramen and, and talking. I could have been. So this is been a really, really slurpy. Though. Well, you know, I mean, I'm I'm not saying that Kansas City is not on the cutting edge of restaurants, but you know, we. Uh, this is, this I haven't is one heard thing of that yet. Don't have. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't heard that. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I'll, I'll guarantee you, though, in three to six months, we'll have one. Because of this show. Because of this <laughs> show. Thank yeah. you. I, somebody is listening to this going, aha. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll be honest. The best ramen I ever had so far, Austin, Texas. Really? 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 Where, yeah. where at? Mm-hmm. There's a place kind of in the north side of town called Ramen Tetsuya. Ramen Tetsuya. Um, it was amazing. It was in this l- weird little strip mall. I got to thank huh. my colleague, Katie Kovalson, for taking me there. Um, she's kind of on the ramen train, too. Like her and yeah. I have been... Trying to kind of you know plot maybe like a ramen blog or something where we kind of do reviews and as we kind of uh, kind of tick off all these places yeah. around the country. But that's nice. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. There was a line out the door wow. in the place. Wow, it was pretty surprising. Are they set up like like a sushi bar or is it just like get in, get out, get your ramen? It's um, it's kind of a, a process where you just wait in line and you put your order in and you just try to find a place to sit and. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of looks like a sushi bar, except there's not really like the the bar where you sit and like you know watch the, okay. the chefs work. And, so there's and no bar and there's no sushi, so it's not really yeah, like so a sushi it's really, bar. Yeah. But other than that, <laughs> it, it's, it's a ramen. It's a core. It's about all. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that is Good. awesome. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. we've we've been doing we've been doing a little bit of a little bit of ramen experimentation at home mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. You know, really? we'll, we'll get the packages. But you, but you won't use this, the, you know, the, the seasoning. Yeah. The, the mm-hmm. super salty stuff. So, you know, you saute, you know, some vegetables, little mushrooms, mm-hmm. onions, stuff like that. You get that in there. Then Broccoli's you, then, really good. Then, then once it's ready, you toss that in the ramen into the pan. You know, you strain it, you drop it into the pan. I'll put a little bit of peanut sauce in there. You know, kind of mix it all up. Tangy, oh, yeah. tangy I think we sauce. know who's going to be starting the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. It might be me. It Jeremy. Might be. I, I think, <laughs> where, where do you think? 39th Street. 39th Street. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's that should yeah. be the ramen place. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah, and mm-hmm. I'll do my own branding, and then that'll be the end of my design career because I'll, <laughs> I'll do the, the ramen restaurant. Well, me. what happens is it'll fail, and then you'll fire yourself, and then you'll be nowhere. Oh, I'll totally Because you'll say, you'll say the reason why we're not – doing any good is because the marketing sucks yeah and then you'll be in yourself you know you'll be against yourself yeah. and or then, or or that i just say that i'm just an asshole and yeah yeah and i'll fire myself you're like the agency's yeah. not even listening to me anymore. i know and people will say hell? you're the agency yeah, Jeremy, you and you'll say shut up get out of my head <sighs> Yeah. I yeah. feel like Pat's totally. really, you totally, thought about it, right? You're totally like, I see cannot how wait this is until. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait until he fires him. Well, and then I'll, I'll be in your ear bad in the agency to you, the <laughs> right. management saying, Jeremy, I really think it's the, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. All right. Do you guys ever think about that though a little bit more? Take What's that one that? step further. Okay, let's take it. So, you know, we're, we're in a business that's kind of volatile. So the joke no is way. with me and, 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 yeah, I've heard, I've heard rumors. <laughs> um, yeah. 
many of us grew up mowing lawns. So one of one of my coworkers and I, we have kind of a joke, you know, like, well, you know, maybe we can always just kind of get that lawn mowing business started. But did you ever think about like what, based on what you know, you've learned through the years in terms of, I don't know, advertising, marketing, presenting brands in, in the spaces that you work in. Like if you were to tackle something like a lawn mowing service, what could you possibly oh, yeah. do oh, to yeah. like just blow it yeah. up? Oh, yeah. I want to become the apple of, of lawn care. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what everybody always says. I want to be the apple of blank. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's How I, think, I, I think that like my first outing would be something horrible. I mean, I would be, I would be venting so much through the work that it probably wouldn't have the logo on it or even have any mention of what it does. It'd just be something completely obscure and everybody go, what the fuck is this? And you're like, come on, man. <laughs> Be engaged, you know, and then it'd fail, and then I'd go. Oh, yeah, I gotta kind of rein it in. A yeah, okay, bit. you uh, yeah, you're, let's let's just say, Pat, you're gonna start a roto rooter service. Go. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Um, do you know what? I'd start one of those aeration services where it looks like you have dog poop all over you your go. yard because that's you funny. All right. See, you're go already off that. to a good start. There yeah, you go. you've already made a good ex- association, and that would be that. It's like, see, it looks. And like I also need dog you to come do yeah. my yard. Yeah. Right. There you go. <laughs> We we got a tweet in just a second ago. Uh, Paul Armstrong, Wiseacre. He uh, he wanted to let us know that the next big food is gourmet toast, and he says that's, and he says that's not a lie. It's the next gourmet thing. toast. I do gourmet love toast. toast. Put some cinnamon so, sugar toast. on it. So so be looking for that while you're traveling. That's around, a lot Chris. of carb I'll stuff. Keep my eye on that. I'm gonna yeah, put toast. I'm gonna put ramen on my gourmet toast. I I'm gonna make would. a gourmet wow. toast ramen wow. sandwich. Yeah. Done. Wow. I can't even think about the the variations of gourmet toast. I mean, it seems cinnamon and limited, sugar. but yet it could wow. probably go anywhere. I mean, the probably. base could change. I mean, we probably, we different probably can't types. even wrap our head around. Just that. imagine, I like can't. ordering something and instead of chicken or fish, it's toast on it. Yeah, hmm. like a toast niçoise. A what? Toast niçoise. Okay, sure. Oh, niçoisee, Ni- niçoise. I don't. Yes, niçoise. <laughs> niçoise. Thank you. Yes. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I want to. I want to. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna loop back around just a little bit. You're gonna. You're gonna bring us around. I got to bring us around just a little there bit because go. I got to get. I got to eat this off my chest. Oh. <laughs> okay. He's taking I, his shirt I, off. I want to talk a little bit about when meetings go bad. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. You got because some. You got I some had, shit. That's I had. I had a you. really bad meeting last week. <clears throat> last Monday. So. I, I, I won't go into terrifically <clears throat> detailed specifics because I don't want to do that. But let's just say, had a had a uh, a a new client meeting through a a partner agency. Uh, first time meeting the guys, we got strong armed into taking the meeting because somebody's schedule was way too busy, and so we had like thirty six hours to prepare for the meeting. Went in. I had some assumptions that. I had to make due to best practices, so on and so forth, because they gave us zero information to go on. (laughs) And there was really not a whole lot to research. So assumptions, not great. Meeting, went bad. CEO, Mm kind of confrontational and hostile toward me. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I'm I'm presenting some things and, you know, and and one of the things was, so what you're trying to say is that all of us here on this side of the table don't know what we're talking about. That was one of his. Now, is it a new-ish company? Uh, I I don't know about that, but 
let's really just good say, at reading Let's people. just say that it that you know, I have it here on the run sheet that it was a perfect storm of shit. It really was a perfect storm of shit. I I, I mean, mm-hmm. all the cards were stacked up against me. The the meeting was going south. I felt it going south. Trying everything that I could to turn it around to where it at least comes out a wash, you know. Yeah. And it just just it it never ever ever. <laughs> it it was just I think probably if not the worst meeting that I've ever had in my career, at least one of the top three. Okay, so so and give so, us so give us without too much. Give us a, a few more specifics okay. of how it went mm-hmm. bad. So confrontational CEO, Con- confrontational CEO. <clears throat> so like I said, I didn't have a ton of information. So I so I'm going in, and and I'm going in as like as at this point as a user experience guy. So I'm not going in with design or anything. I'm going in with user personas. I'm going in with wireframes, assumptions about what the overall sitemap functionality, et cetera, are going to be, you know, really still kind of really high level stuff. Personas, you know, targets, got that pretty got that pretty good. That was all right. It was it was when we got to the wireframes. It's when we got really, really, really sideways. You know, they I think they had a really specific idea of what they thought worked for their target audiences. And I did not agree with that, and I was trying to, to help them understand that this was the better way, and then that's when the, you know, so what you're trying to say is we don't know what we're talking about came out right. with, you know, and I'm like, no, no, not at all, you know, but, you know, studies have shown, you know, backing yeah. everything up with oh, data, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, these studies have shown this and this and this and this and this, and so <laughs> here's, here's where it bottomed out. So I, I realized that I was not going to win. I was, I was getting nowhere with this, so I said, okay, Let's let's go ahead and stop the meeting here. I I don't think we should look at any more wireframes because I I feel that maybe some of the assumptions that that I came into this meeting with are not correct. So instead of wasting everybody's time, let's talk about what you feel that you need so that we we can make this right. CEO looks at me and he goes, "Well, you're no kind of salesman, are you? You're not trying to sell sell me on your services." Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I said. Well, no, I, I'm not. Uh, you know, I, I'm the problem solver. I'm trying to to help you out. You know, if if I were a true, you know, just pure line salesman, then you know, this is what I've got in my pocket. I would try to sell it to you, but yeah. I know that this is not right. I want to give you the right thing. It's that still didn't save the save the meeting. Wow. So 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 let's talk about when you know when meetings have kind of gone south. In, in in other people's experiences and Chris's experiences and Pat experiences, you know what what do you joy. do? And joy, joy, joy is no well, bad. Thank you, <laughs> Joy. You've never been in a meeting in your life. Oh, I've been in a lot of meetings. I'm saver. I know you. I know you have. I know you have. I'm saver. Wait, this is this is going. So, so help, this podcast so, is going bad. I know. So so anyway, so so that's so that's just kind of it. You know, I mean, tips and tricks for 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 saving a bad meeting because. I don't. No, I, I, that and was I can unsavable. Tell you in that one, it was unsavable. It was unsavable. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then you just go, you go down, and it's like, man, this is going to go down in the book. Yeah, this is as mm-hmm. as the one of the worst meetings, and and I'm just gonna I'm gonna get out of here, and and we'll be fine. But if if you've got if you if the CEO has that kind of mentality, it's not it's not it's like. You, you, why am I here? Yeah. yeah it's yep, like, you don't, basically. you don't need our services and, and, yeah. um, everything's, you know, some kind of, some kind of battle with him and, and yeah, you can't really, you can't really win. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, the bad thing about this <coughs> one is that is that it was through through a partner, and so. But do you yeah. think they handed it down like, oh God, we can't deal with that guy? I don't know. I think you were set up. I kind of <laughs> feel like that. Yeah. No, I I can't Maybe. honestly. I can't go back. Um, I mean, I've had meetings where work didn't get bought off on, and that was a bad meeting. I haven't had dicks though. Uh, sometimes, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, I mean, I I I was in a meeting one time where um, my partner Matt McKay said something a couple of times, and the client on the other side said that if you say that again, I'm going to reach across the table and I'm going to strangle you. Wow. So that was wow. Was he wearing a golf fleece? He was absolutely <laughs> okay because this guy was wearing a golf fleece. Might absolutely. be the same guy. Yeah. Um, are they older? No. I shouldn't ask no. that. No. Oh, are they kids? My favorite was no. my wife. My wife was in a meeting where where the where the uh, um, like the big wig came in and he said, "Now we're gonna roll up our sleeves." <laughs> And we're going to work on this stuff. And he waited for everybody to literally roll up their sleeves. Shit. What if I was wearing tube top? Yeah. <laughs> wow. You've, yeah. You're Fired. tank, you're, you're tank yeah, top you'd be, joy. You'd be done. You'd be done. <clears throat> okay. So, Chris, so, so you, you, you can't have made your way up to VP level without having, you know, at least a couple of meetings go south on you. What, what, uh, what's worked for you in the past? You let them talk. Yeah. Uh, you got to let those guys just kind of get their rant out um, and you can't really talk against them. I think that's the thing that I've learned um, and still learning that lesson. I had a had a doozy of one uh, about a month ago where my blood was kind of running cold in, in the moment and just had to basically sit back and, and accept the fact that this person's going to talk regardless of what you say and they're going to yeah. get their point out and they're going to dictate the room because that's their role. That's what they want people to see them as. And, you know, it's, you can do whatever tactic or whatever kind of uh, dodge you want. You know, Jeremy, you did the right thing. You, you, you deflected appropriately in your scenario and in and, and the scenario I was in, I, I felt I was doing the same thing and it's not going to matter. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the ego rules and, and the ego will be the yeah. one who has the final words. So, you know, well, us as vendors, you just got to sit back and, r- and ride that train. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even sound like you were in it. Even if you would have been quiet and let him speak, he probably would have criticized you for not speaking. Yeah. But I, but I, you got nothing to say? Yeah. But I also kind of feel that like maybe that was what I should have done. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, trust me last week, this ran through my head, like every spare second that my brain was not thinking about this. It, it really worked on me. You know, and and uh, well, and you do you do get to a point um, in your career where you're like, you know what? I'm kind of tired of deal. So I I mean, I find I find that, you know, inappropriately, I will add that uh, uh, my ego kicks in a little bit in certain situations like that where I'm just kind of like. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not, you know, the the little stupid kid here in this mm-hmm. situation, and um, and and uh, you know, so I may say something, I may not, but yeah, I mean, I'm steaming in that yeah. situation. So it's not like, oh my god, this is screwed up. It's more like I'm pissed as hell oh, about yeah. that. I have to, you know, we yeah, we had a we had a meeting where, um. 
you know, we were totally vendors to this. We were not business partners and went in and pitched all these ideas and, and he got pissed about the smallest thing and threatened our relationship right there. And mm-hmm. I was just, I was pissed. Yeah. Cause I'm like, you, you didn't pay attention to any of the stuff that we came up with. And all you were focused on was this stupid little thing. And, and power trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Making sure, you know, I'm mm-hmm. in charge or. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely bit, I was definitely biting my tongue as hard as I possibly, I mean, because I, there were a million different things that I wanted to say. Yeah. Obviously did not say. Yeah. <laughs> Joy, yeah. you got a, you got a bad, you got, you got a bad you, meeting. Yeah, yeah, you got, you got on. a bad one no, like I, that? Mine, uh, Yes, I've had bad meetings, but I have bad edits. It's probably a big yeah. thing where people are like... That is probably like, way yes. Where it's, it's not long. like, hey, what you're saying isn't... I'm not interested in, but mm-hmm. hey, can you try some shit? Like some just yeah. bad editorial stuff. I hear what you're saying, but here's what I want you to do. Just just, right. do, just do it. Just yeah. do it. Which there's less of that now. I will, I will say it seems that it's become more of a balance where people go to an edit looking for you to to bring something yeah. to it mm-hmm. either that or we're just doing less work with people that are like Meh. well you've probably gotten better at that over the years yeah uh okay i've always been really I'm good at what i do <laughs> no I'm, no i'm talking no 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 i'm not talking better at editing know, i'm, I'm kidding. talking about better at not working with assholes right no i'm kidding okay let's let's start we can we can start wrapping this up a little bit you wow. uh you in in addition to traveling all over the world for business and presenting and, and not having bad meetings with people. You're doing some speaking, I, I uh, understand, right? I am, actually, yeah. I am. So um, I'm trying to get out there and uh, hopefully I have something valuable to share. So I'm going to be speaking at the How Interactive Conference nice. in uh, D.C. in September. Awesome. And a uh, new one that I just uh, realized I'm going to be speaking at uh, Interlink Conference in Ooh. June up Ooh. in Toronto. Ooh, nice. Toronto. That's good. Yes, international. Ooh. That's good. Man of, man that's of speaking, good. apparently. Congratulations. So. No, that's Thanks. awesome. That's I, awesome. I just want to say something valuable. I'm not sure if I have anything yet to contribute, but we'll see how it goes. Goddamn Canadians. Yeah. I went too far. You did go too far. Yeah. Now we, have, shut, now, we have to, now we have to shut this whole you thing just, down. You Sorry. just shut out okay. Canada for any speaking engagement. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Chris, uh, this this has been this has been a lot of fun. It has. This, had, was, had, this was awesome. Okay, good. You've enjoyed your time here. I quite have. Okay. Thank you well, for maybe me. after maybe after uh, you go and have your your speaking engagements, you can Do come on and, and tell us how it went uh, later this summer. How's that? Oh, Are you ever awesome. in Kansas City? Okay. Uh, not soon enough. I, I need to get a client yeah, out there. Yeah. Know, right? There you go. All right. Well, guys, this is Chris Cash Call. You say it because <laughs> Chris you Cash love Caller. This is Chris, Chris, Chris <laughs> Cash Dollar from, from Happy, Cog. Happy Cog. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Chris. Chris. Yeah, thank thanks you. for having me. We've been telling people to rate us via yeah. iTunes. And we would write, we would read some of our favorites, and so we've got some, we've got some, some ratings and some reviews. Favorites. So I we, guess. so we've got some. Uh, so who wants, who wants to hit this first one? Nikita V. You, Joy, put, put that, put that in your, in your NutriBullet, and then give us a dramatic reading. All right, all right, all right. Of Nikita V's. All right. <laughs> I love this show, and you will too. Thank you, Nikita. I ran across this show earlier in the week when hearing Jeremy on Tim Smith's The East Wing. Since then, I haven't been able to stop listening. We're sorry. The creative chemistry, comma, 
topics that cover everything from Taco Bell diarrhea to your mother make this show really fun to listen to. I look forward to hearing more. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Big Juicy Tostada by Archimago Mo. Yeah. I looked for the American Copywriter Super Bowl show this year. I found Tug McTie on this instead. I've listened to several shows, and they are terrific. Right. It's pop culture references, inside jokes, and a sprinkle of marketing lingo spread lovingly on a crispy, thin tortilla of self-doubt. Lovely. Sorry about the tortilla thing. I just felt the need to keep up with the sandwich review. And I love Nicely that. done. Yeah. I, you can't, you can't. That. you know, the Nicely sandwich done. review, but he did, he, he lived up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. Thank good. you, Archimago Mo. Archimago I, Mo. Archima- I, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Archimago. Archimago but Mo. thank you. But thank you. Thank you. Mach, mach, and schmuck. Thank you. Mach, mach, and schmuck.